Welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T. I'm your host, Mr. T. Previously, we've been discussing the different occupations and activities within those occupations. I just wanted to finish up this little unit of the segment of the episodes of our show and just continue with them in the OTPF, the Occupational Therapy Practice Framework. So we did ADLs and IADLs, and just finishing up the IADLs, there's the religious activities, safety, emergency maintenance, and shopping. So things like that, you could bring students or children, whether you're, um, you you believe in uh, different things, you could bring them to the church if that's your thing, you could bring them to the synagogue with you, if that's your thing, and you could have them have hands-on practice on the actual on-site practice that they need to get, and they need to understand to how to be able to get involved with those things. In terms of safety and emergency maintenance, we could teach them how to use different things. We could teach them how to use flashlights. We could teach them how to use the cell phones and the cell phone lights and how to use uh, different items in case they have to ever know how to be involved in things like that. And if they don't know how to use locks and it's too difficult for them to open and shut locks, we could also do that. There are many different boards, especially through Amazon, that could be purchased in order to learn how to do locks and, f- and be able to open doors so they could be able to access the home or any environment in the future. For shopping, grocery shopping is fantastic. It's actually really good hands-on training. I used to take students in one of my old schools to go to the grocery store and actually go buy the items, a grocery list, and to go find those items within the grocery store and to buy it. And that was very good hands-on practice. There's even a test called the test of grocery shopping with an OT to see how well a client can actually do that. So moving on, there's rest and sleep and education, work and leisure and play, and then there's social participation. So rest and sleep prep and sleep participation. You can work with the clients, work with the students in, in order to figure out how they sleep and how they rest well or not. I have a student who I've mentioned before. He doesn't really sleep so well. So when I call the parent for a consultation once or twice a month, I always like to talk about his sleep and how that's going or how it's not going and different things that could help him sleep or not sleep. Things such as uh, a calming atmosphere, a calming environment, nice smells or nice sounds, or lack of lights, or maybe a nice warm bath before he goes to sleep, or maybe different items that could help him relax in order to get him involved in good sleep and make sure that he can get in and out of the bed, make sure he has a good comfortable bed and good comfortable materials, especially in line with sensory needs. That was under rest and sleep. And rest are different activities that can involve a person to relax, whether we could identify different things they would like to relax in, like a beanbag chair or a hammock or an egg chair or a soft cushion or a couch, things that they could figure out and they could try. A lot of clinics and a lot of therapy rooms will have those things, and as well as different activities that can help them relax, whether helping them to find music or yoga, meditation, or the like. In terms of education, if a student that you have is going to go on to higher education and might need help to be able to do that, so you could help them do that as well. You could help them look into those things. They could pursue websites with you. They could pursue academics with you. You could help them look at those things. You could help them go to the websites and look at the classes and think about entering into classes, especially with using the the computers, that, especially if someone is interested in classes, whether it's a senior citizen or a high school student, and you help them look into after-school programs or after-school clubs. You could go to the websites with them. You could go to the sites with them. You can maybe even go in person with them if that's allowed, if, if that's the kind of setting that you're working in as well. Work, in terms of work, that would be 
employment interest pursuits in seeking an acquisition and performance itself and retirement of uh, preparation and adjustment. This is more for the adult clientele, but even in high school, we're trying to get them prepared for work. And as I explained before, we give them hands-on activities. If they're going to be in a workshop, an assembly line, we give them different tasks that require different components to put together. So like in the summer when I would work with kids, they would have to assemble an object, whether it would be assembling flashlights in mass like 10 of them and you'd have to put the top and the bottom and the middle and the and the batteries in that would be good job performance and good work prep work preparation they could also look into different things of different interests there's also an assessment and a, a form they could fill out that helps them find out what they would like to do in life and then once you find that out they could do different practice tasks that could help them look into those ideas and look into those things and find what they could actually want to work at in their own life and in terms of um, work, volunteer expression and participation is also included. And this is great for those clients who are of the retirement age and want to find what to do with their time, feel fulfilled and motivated and feel like they're contributing to society. And they can pursue whatever passion they want because it's not bound by time or money anymore because now they have a lot more time. Hopefully if they have kids, they're out of the house in their own lives. And if they are able to be done with their work and they don't have to worry about the money, then they could just work in this atmosphere that they really like as well and then in terms of play and social participation this is especially important for kids but even adults you know play and leisure is really big and th that could be different things we could find for the adults or for even the high schoolers or the children what they really love you know you could ask them point blank you can identify what they love to do and what they would like to do and if they love crafts and arts then our activities geared around the goals can be done that done like that as well if I have a kid who loves minions or loves superheroes, then a lot of things that we do together will involve those superheroes. If it's a craft test that will draw the superhero, cut out the superhero, paste the superhero, or on the computer we'll look for the superhero, we could do coloring of the superhero, we could do games involving the superheroes. But even adults need the proper play, and that could be in organized sports or non-organized sports. It could be in music, it could be in health, it could be in many different environments, but that just has to be figured out with the person head-on. It could be something recreational like bicycling or walking and it could definitely be figured out with the client themselves and leisure also is related to play but one is more structured than the other so it could be going to a yoga class could be more a structured activity and then they're just listening to a yoga youtube by themselves could be something they do that's non-structured so play and leisure one is structured and one is not so those are things to keep in mind and it's very important for a person to keep this without their life. So talking to the client, they could figure this out. And we talked about social participation before as well. In terms of the community, family, and peer friends, it's always important to be involved with those around them, especially for themselves and for their family and for their friends. So helping them organize and get back to activities and, and, and getting through the environment and navigating environment, especially if they want to go get a drink and whatnot, and they're apprehensive or they haven't done that, we could help them do that. We could give them the hands-on training to do that as well. And if they're not tech-savvy, then we could help them be tech-savvy. You know, the same way uh, a millennial or a Generation X or Y, whatever we're up to now, can help a grandmother or a great-grandmother, so too we could help the individual and the client get back into the tech world as well. So we just wanted to touch upon these different things. We wanted to get back to the OTPF and just make sure we looked at all these different things to give a few ideas. Join us as we continue on OT Talk to address and talk about different ideas and issues and settings within occupational therapy. And this has been OT Talk with Mr. T. I'm your host, Mr. T. 
Any questions, comments, or suggestions, please send them to MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. Have a good day.